Your countdown clock has now terminated function. Your time is up. Your time is up. Your time is up. Right now, having a national security scare uh, is actually good political news for the president and the White House and the Republican Party. But the problem today is that the situation is so large and so all-encompassing that uh, whatever is going to happen, the whole world is going to feel it. Everything. Everyone's going to feel this one. The answer to 1984 is 1776. Illuminating Radio. Alex Ansari. Outside, Outside the, box. the Box. All right, second hour of Outside the Box. Our guest is Alan Watt, CuttingToTheMatrix.com. And you can go on his website and listen to uh, a large number of interviews that he's done with other shows. Uh, other talk show hosts. He was on uh, Alex Jones the other day again, and they were going into uh, some of the things that we're going to be talking about now. Uh, but in the meantime, we're going to finish up with our last caller from Canada. And uh, go ahead with your last question, sir. Okay. Hi, Alan. Um, hi. Okay. I'll try and... Okay. Um, if all of the religion, and I'm since I'm like from the Christian thing, if Christianity is all... Uh, like uh, manufactured to suppress the masses through uh, submission and stuff. What do you personally? Uh, um, what's your pers- What what do you follow inside of yourself? Not as a religion, but as a, as a personal thing, right? Because I mean, if where did it all come from? If there's, I mean, as I don't see everything as just a natural law that there has to be a, a universe, right? I don't see a natural law as being that. And if, and like, where does it all go? Like after, like after death and stuff. Like that's that's my one. That's my uh, kind of question. Mm-hmm. Like, well, the thing is, again, <clears throat> any organized religion, whether you want to call it New Age or or or, or, or New Consciousness, which is just another religion. Because that's why there's thousands of books out already on it, and there have been for 150 years from from Freemasonry. Uh, then you're going to realize that organizations run these things. Now, founders, people that it's copied after, whether it's Christian Christianity or Jesus Christ, uh, Jesus Christ and Matthew, Matthew, Luke, and John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John has nothing to do with Christianity as you know it. That's yeah, the problem. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you have a massive dogma attached to it all for control purposes, which also works hand-in-glove with money, all done through the ages. Look at the Vatican. Look at the power and money and influence it's got. And the, the Christian churches, the, the Protestant churches, are just the same. They're in it for the dole and for control. That's why governments generally back the organized religions down through the ages. But there also had a, a side effect to these organized religions, which they couldn't quite rub out over time as he rewrote the Bibles over and over. And that was, you were left as an individual with the possibility of following your God's dictates or following your government's dictates. That was always a sore contention with those in government. They realized they'd have to eradicate those religions altogether, and they prepared for for doing so. And there's to be a a period of chaos in between, which they would manage, which is coming down now. And it would be substituted with that which they called the New Age religion. Now, most of the organized, the organized New Age religion and the groups that you can join teach you not to look at the negative in anything. 
that means you've not to even look at bad news or what's coming down the pike. That's all negative. Think of the positive and just where you and your spirit is going. So you're neutralized from the fight, which is exactly what they want. So be very careful of joining these, these, these mainstream groups that are out there. And this is also heavily backed by the big foundations. Look into the Rockefeller Foundation. He funds the UFO cult movements. He has since the 50s. He's financed most of the publications, many of the writers behind them. Hey, Alan, uh, before the show's out, let's let's make a point, both of us, to go over Project Bluebeam and the concept of a fake extraterrestrial threat. And yeah. uh, I'm definitely seeing that ramped up in the media. Uh, but in again, the meantime, yeah. go ahead. Yes, once again, it's, it's right over the media here with Mitchell and a few other ones trying to bring back the UFO idea that there's going to be a threat out there. They're looking at all these kinds of threats from asteroids, UFOs, and all the rest of it, and we've got to take all your rights away to protect you. That's, that's the message. Yeah, I was talking about MySpace and uh, other things on the website uh, and uh, things that millions of people look at every day, and, you know, they're asking the question, you know, what do you think about this sighting video, and what do you think about that? And I think, you know, mm -hmm. you know, it's not impossible that something's happening, but what I'm seeing now is not convincing. Uh, it, it's a little bit uh, deceptive. Now, with that, to continue this discussion, uh, let's bring in a, a caller. I believe his name is uh, Illy from the uh, the grand state of Texas. Hello, sir. Or ma'am, whatever the case may be. All right, we're going to put that caller back on mute because they seem to have uh, stepped away from their phone. And we are going to go to uh, Eric, also in the great state of Texas. Hi. Can you hear Hi, me? Hi, Eric. Yep. Hi there. Good evening. Hey, Good evening. I just wanted to I wanted to uh, touch base with you guys on. Uh, what... Yes. Alan, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Okay. Um, Eric, uh, I don't know what happened there. Uh, let's try again. Eric in Texas. Yeah, I'm still here. Can you hear? Okay. Me? Okay. Yeah, you know, you're here. Okay, I might have a little signal problem, but. Uh, no, I wanted to touch base with you guys and, and let you know that uh, from a Wiccan or pagan perspective, you know, my, the religion or spiritual practices that I have today are essentially a New Age type of religion. We, you know, we don't know everything about what our ancestors used to practice before organized religion came along. But in what we do today, it is our best attempt to, rec you know, resurrect those old practices. And... You know, one of the reasons why I practice an alternative faith such as the one I do is that I see all mainstream religions as have been effectively a way of, of gathering lots of people under the same umbrella, so to speak. And when you do that as a government, you can, to a much greater extent, affect a greater measure of control over the people if you more or less get all the people on the same page believing the same thing. This is a very critical primary step and starting to control what people think and telling them what is right and wrong and telling them who their gods are. Uh, you know, I advocate the smaller autonomous religious groups of people who get together who, not because they all think the same thing, but they all because they want to investigate and find out the truth. And, you know, so what I found as a... As a a coven member with a, a Wiccan tradition is that uh, 
we're not told to to not look at the uh, negative things and and be in disbelief of stuff. We're actually, on the contrary, more we're more encouraged to look at everything and investigate it and talk about it. And try to have the courage to bring up our points of view with with our teachers and other members of our small congregation, uh-huh. and, and try to be willing to listen to other people's input and beliefs. You know, we're I don't see where in any sense, uh, the greater pagan society at large as a movement is being brainwashed into looking away from the negative aspects of some of the things happening in government, and we're, we're not at all in denial. And my courage to step away from what I'd been presented with as the norm, the status quo as a child, has been the very thing that's precipitated uh, me being a person who formulate my own opinions against the war. I've joined in peace marches. I, I question the government, and part of why I do some rebellious things, like listen to broadcasts such as yours, and try to take in the alternative in- information. Uh, when I see information is suppressed by the government or the status quo, in a way that makes me go to it and want to find out why something is being kept from me. And that's just one misconception that I was hearing in, in one of your other uh, guests' opinions that I, I wanted to try to clarify that, that perhaps they may have run into a few individuals that think that way, but I, I want to pipe up and say, by God, that's not all of us. No, absolutely, Eric. And uh, Alan? Yeah, yeah, I understand the Wiccan point of view. I know plenty of Wiccans. And you see, there again, my little bit of caution would be and I've even been to Wiccan weddings, invited by some of the in Canada, and understand the philosophy. And when you ask them, too, where they got their particular religion, the books just appeared on the shelves en masse all over the place. And they don't tend to question this. So they take this from books that just appeared in the major bookstores over many, many years, especially the last 15 or so. And you've been guided into something which is fine if you keep an open mind and what you're involved in. But, but here's the thing, what will you use your, your power for? Because that's what Wiccanism boils down to, as, as in to do the realms of magic, etc. Well, and, you know, Alan, I agree with you there, because um, there's a lot of people that are confused about our real state of being. Like, who are we? What is the beast? Or is there a beast? I mean, what's actually going on? And sometimes there are a lot of people in... I mean, I, I don't like to call it all the New Age movement because if we're a very diverse population with diverse belief systems, many of those existing outside of the uh, uh, controlled matrix that we're discussing tonight, many belief systems outside of the elite's control. But you do so, find some people thinking that, well, if it's natural and it feels good, go ahead and do it. Uh, and uh, my generation now and the younger generation, they are very curious. They have turned away from uh, orthodox, dogmatic religion. And uh, But sometimes they can go to the other end and find themselves in the arm of Satan. And I mean Satan in the literal sense, like the worship of the beast, uh, satanic rituals, uh, a lot of stuff that are becoming prolific and popular in the urban landscape. Uh, some people think it's very spiritual to uh, dabble in some of these realms. Uh, I see this a little bit uh, dangerous. So we all have to you know, use a little bit discernment. And I think we're more intelligent when it comes to our heart center you know, and our deeper intuitive intelligence to go ahead and ask ourselves, 
does this actually feel right? You know, this belief system, the energy of what these people are involved in with sacrifice and with the worship of blood and death. You know, does it actually resonate with me? And so if we can do that, I think we can, you know, stay clear in the times ahead. Yeah. It's, it's, many things are so enticing, as I say. And most people, when they leave one religion, immediately look around to go shopping for another one. And this, again, was discussed back in the 1920s. They knew this phase was coming up because they were going to make it happen. I'm talking the big foundations. And they kept, kept, they kept saying that they'd have to replace uh, the old religions with a new one. And they have. They'd, now, they'd never come out and give you books that would warn you what you're, you're getting involved into or, or the ones at the top that eventually will rule all of it because they start to become amalgamated. They end up getting a federation if it's not there already and you get a high Wiccan order or whatever else it happens to be, and you have a new bunch of priests going over you before you know it, and they'll dictate your social agenda. So I personally stay away from all religions. I don't need to belong to the big group, and that's the key of individuality. You either want to seek yourself, which is individuality, your own individual path, or you join the group. If you join the group, someone else is running your life eventually. We're going to try to see one last time if uh, Ilian Texas is on the line. Uh, otherwise, we'll go on to uh, uh, the uh, matrix that we're living in right now and life in the big city. Hello, are you there? Hi, it's Al in Texas. Did you try to? Uh, I was off the line for a minute. Am I there? You're here Hello? now, and uh, yeah, thanks for staying with us. Great, thanks for keeping me on. This is a really fascinating topic to me. I'm trying to write a book on something that Alan has hit upon. Uh, I, I, I really uh, appreciate his courage, even though I appreciate the New Age religion that you have. It seems that you have really, uh, you agree with me, enlightenment is the way. And, uh, but, 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 but I don't believe in the R word. I don't believe in religion. And I don't believe, I, 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 I want to make a 30-second statement. I don't believe in labels. I believe in living outside the box. That's what I believe in. And I believe that once you attach labels and names to things, you yourself are consolidating all information under one umbrella through your own consciousness and perception. Now, that may, diff- that may not you know, uh, rub you the right way to some people listening, but I don't believe in putting everything under one br- r- uh, umbrella and using the word religion. And I agree with Alan Watt. When he talks about the individual, I'm just simply seeking to where the individual is fulfilled, but I'm also connected with the whole of humanity and where the species should be going. That's all. I don't believe in belief systems or religions, and uh, it, it takes away from the experience of life itself and figuring out those things without the book itself. Uh, and I agree with you wholeheartedly, but yet I appreciate Alan's courage to say there's something wrong with a lot of the new age well it's big it's big media it's big business it's become uh just sort of the the flip side of organized christianity but you seem to be uh, one of the people of the the new age who has you you you've got your own you're following your own within path within as tim said right so i appreciate your but you both do you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I do. And, and and for the record, New Age people don't like me. 
They don't like me, Alan. You see, because I'm talking about the real world here. I believe in consciousness and spirit and becoming who we are, but they don't like me. And the reason they don't like me, uh, Alan and Illy, is because we're talking about what's actually taking place, this manufactured third world war. And to them, a lot of people in the New Age religion, um, you know, or whatever you want to call it, believe that anything that makes us feel not happy inside, nothing that, you know, things that don't stimulate our biological senses and give us physical pleasure, really shouldn't be looking at because it's negative. Yeah. Oh, it's negative. Oh. And so that's my beef with them, too, you know. It, it's true. Well, and my beef is something that, that he informed us all about, that you're, they're supposed to think that everything is an illusion. Therefore, they're truly the flip side of the apocalyptic Christian fundamentalist saying, oh, don't worry about this world. Throw your litter out. It's all going away. You know, don't worry about the, the environment or anything. So, it's all okay. We're all just going to beam up the spacecrafts. It's just right around the corner. We don't have to clean up our own mess. We're all going to ascend. Alan Watts, stay with us. Illy, stay with us. We'll be back. sure it's a little bit late and uh you know on alan's neck of the woods let's make a point of going into some of the uh physical changes taking place on the planet it was kind of a uh, unexpected discussion into consciousness but i think our audience alan did enjoy it and we're all learning a little bit something from it oh yeah mm-hmm. illy did you have anything else you want to ask yeah, I just want to ask Alan if uh, he's seen any phenomena like um, like zero summing of these um, control freaks who um, own the religions and the economies and the media and everything else. Uh, and this is what interests me about his uh, veering in on the New Age. It seems that, okay, we started to believe in New Age because our daddies and mommies said Christianity is the way, so we're going to go to the opposite. And the hippies did the same thing. Okay, they believe in that, so we're going to believe in the opposite. Rather than choosing our own, letting our goal of what, you know, our insight from within lead us. Yes. It's, not, it's like a bipolar thing. It's a bounce. We bounce. Mm-hmm. It's a bounce, but also the, in the 1950s, the, the, royals, uh, the, the, um, the journal, the monthly journal of the... Uh, society of the Scottish Rite of Freemasonry was called The New Age. And in that magazine, and I think it was 52, they said, we shall lead the charge for the New Age and bring in the New Age religion. And uh, you, you have a lot of people in the 80s that uh, were, uh, you know, uh, writing about Ashtar Command. And yeah. that was a part of the whole spaceship theory, which parallels the rapture concept. Mm-hmm. Ishtar? Which I lo- Did you say Ishtar? That's a fertility uh, Ashtar, A S uh, oh. Ashtar, yeah. Uh, there's there's a lot of um, uh, that was really big in the 80s. The whole okay. Ashtar movement thing. Huh. 
Yeah, you and never you've heard actually of that. had, had uh, you've actually had cults that, uh, if you remember, uh, the Heaven's Gate cults uh, that were a, a form of that some Freemasonry, some New Age involvement. They actually committed suicide a few years ago. Remember, it's all over the news. Uh, they thought there was a spaceship coming behind. Uh, I think it was a Hale Bob comet. And uh, they, they literally committed suicide, uh, and they were totally New Agers. Uh, this is quite amazing stuff, and it's, it's mixed with science fiction, it's mixed with um, occultism, and, and uh, all of that stuff together. And that's the sort of thing it ends up doing with people. You've got to understand that anything to do with religion, uh, with the minds that can put this stuff together for the masses to, to, to follow, is a form of mind control. They can shape your thoughts uh, right down to affecting your emotions and how you feel. It's all to do about how you feel about things. And when, you, when you're into that sort of zone, you start to lose your critical thinking abilities, and then you can be manipulated in, into doing bizarre things. Um, and, and, yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. So you, you have to be very, very careful. Now, I've talked to some of the high Wiccans as well, and it's not all fun and games and praying to the gods north, south, east, and west, and all that kind of stuff. There's more to it than that. There's also a lot of sexual stuff involved as well. Well, that, that, that's where I, I want to get your take on that, Alan. Go ahead and finish your statement, but uh, that, that is an area that I really want to address. Go ahead. Yes, because you see this whole thing, remember, too, when they talked about destroying the family unit, they said they'd have to literally, um, and they studied the family, what is a man? What is a man? What makes What's a man? A man? What's a man? What's a woman anymore in today's society? Yeah. It's changing. The roles are changing. It's completely blurred, and the whole idea is to bring in the transhumanist agenda that comes out the other end of all this confusion. And they created the war of the genders. They said they'd target the female more than the male. Ninety percent of the magazines out there are aimed at females, telling them how to think, what they should dress like, how they should be sexy. Are they, are, are they, are they doing enough of this, enough of that? And they knew they could manipulate the female more easily than the male. So that's why women were under attack. They've done it so much so that women are so confused now, trying to be at all Wonder Woman, who can hold a job down, have a family, get to the top of a career, stay beautiful, stay eternally beautiful, as all the promises keep telling her. And they end up going to psychiatrists and therapists and all the rest of it at the end of it. It's a complete unattainable situation. It's a no-win situation. But the media, and remember Bertrand also said this, he says we shall use the, the big marketing companies to alter the behavior of, of male and female, but especially the female. It's happened. They've been under a war. And it's supposed to be young and sexy forever, so much so that they cannot be happy with one male. That was the whole point of it. When you bring in a society with... with um, promiscuity that starts, and they've said this in their books, they must try and start it before the age of puberty. The person is unlikely to bond with a person for life. That's the end of the family unit, and that was the intention of it. Now, within the New Age movements, they bring in a lot of this sexuality stuff. It blurs the, the distinction between male and female, and, in fact, there's a lot of talk within it not to deny or be inhibited, as they put it, between male and female, that's also to, to, to blur the, 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 the usual order of, of sexuality. And without, from, from that movement too, a lot of those people are now going into the transhumanist movement because they've, they've already lost their identity of who they are. That's the point of it all. I have to stop you and ask a question because I just found your program tonight. 
and I know your your host is trying to get off the air, but I need to know how to, to stay connected with these ideas. I need to look up the transhumanist agenda. I need to find out what this radio station is, what the website is. Uh, you guys have a great uh, concept here, and I just started listening to We the People. But there are various programs that people just catch, and I think you need to advertise, at least for me. Tell me who you are, what I can connect with. Tell you all your listeners. All right. Uh, Ely, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you some information along with everyone else okay. that may have just tuned in. Uh, you know, right. Alan Watt, our guest this evening, his website can be found at uh, uh, com, And there you're going to hear Alan talk to people from all over the world. Uh, huge talk shows, much larger than this one, about these issues and even deeper. And we're going to go into the quarantine zones and bioweapons and depopulation in a moment. Myself, you can find my website, alexansary.com, A-N-S-A-R-Y. And uh, a lot of us are uh, talking about the same things, the same things that we're seeing in the future. And uh, we also have uh, similar philosophical views, but although sometimes different. Uh, now that we have a break coming up here in a minute, I want to say, Alan, that I've seen a lot of warped uh, viewpoints about our roles in this society that come from the media uh, and, and sometimes, Alan, I wonder if they're coming from somewhere else. Um, I'm definitely seeing this attack on the male, Alan, um, yeah. the man, the rapist, uh, uh -huh. the man that's going to uh, take you away and murder you. Uh, yeah. But I'm also seeing males participate in the programming directed towards them. Yeah. And, and so in the segment coming up, you know, I, I want to get your take on that. Uh, but don't you think things are becoming totally insane between men and women? It's intended to. This has been a war. People don't realize this has been a war that at least openly came out during the French Revolution uh, with all of this, uh, the gender bending, the separation of male and female, the end of the family unit, marriage, all the rest of it. And that the state eventually would, would bring up the children. Well, that's, that's pretty well happened. Uh, the parents are out of the picture. The media, which is an essential arm of government, uh, along with the educational system, is giving the children their new values, which is really that you all must, you're all one, and you must serve the state and be an obedient citizen. That's the message. And there's no time for a healthy, beautiful relationship to have a communion with another uh, crystalline body of light. There's only time to work. So the programming is for the women. Fear the man. He may rape you and take you into the dark of night. And the fear projected towards men is fear that woman. She's a heartbreaker. She's not worthy. She's a whore. Don't talk to her. She's not worth it. She doesn't like you. So we're getting different program programs on both sides of the fence. Let's get Alan's take on that in a minute. here is a transition from sexual repression, total repression, uh, torture if you, you know, violate the norms of the time to, you know, something that is uh, something that people think is liberating today. Open sexuality, I mean, to the max, uh, you know, and a lot of bizarre stuff that goes along with that. So I don't think we're any freer than we were because I see a lot of people still... Uh, in bondage because of the breakdown of relationships between men and women more men today turn towards pornography to uh, gratify uh, you know pleasure themselves in a sexual manner because you know it's uh, 
we're talking about the uh, the continuation of the human species. It's always going to be a popular thing, but the industry itself has become so dark, uh, along with the mainstream media, that, that the theme or the script is control, domination, uh, it's uh, rape-like, it's cannibalistic. Uh, the common theme or denominator, Alan, is the destruction of the human body, the woman, the man, um, human attacking human. Well, as I say, it's a war. And in a war, when you want to destroy a society, you make everyone attack each other. It's quite simple. And you do it through indoctrination. And victim mentality always works so well. So you always get one or the other. And you convince them they've been victims all their lives and down through the centuries and give them a fake history. And I mean fake, because if you look at the history of even the Middle Ages or the Industrial Revolution, uh, it, it was no fun being male or female. Uh, they were all crowded into the factories. Uh, before that, uh, the guys were out in, in the fields working with horses and plows or digging up fields by hand, and the woman was in home uh, making the food, etc. Both of them worked uh, day and, uh, almost all day long, 12 hours a day, 14 hours a day. So there's no fun. No one had it easy. A small elite class had it easy. And those people never really um, were like the average male and female. They married for simply for their, their genealogical lineages. And uh, they lived off of all those people beneath them. But they've sold um, a generation of women and more the victim mentality that they were suppressed and kept down by these guys who just lived a good life, which isn't true. The vast majority of the public were working class people, and they did not live the good life. No. Now, Alan, uh, how much do you know about human trafficking, sex slavery? That's uh, I'm starting to see more reports about that. The UN and um, even some oh, organizations <laughs> involved in trafficking. The, the UN is amazing for this because it's the biggest uh, hypocritical or hypocritical society ever created under the guise. It's the, new, it's the new Vatican, you know. It's the new Vatican United Nations. People think it goes into countries to hand out chocolate and bread to poor, starving people, and, and nothing is further from the truth. It's the big ogre. And, and, it, and it, there's report after reports of, of uh, them trafficking and prostitutes to supply the troops, etc., wherever the troops happen to be put. Uh, I've got the stuff here right from um, investigations, lots and lots of it fills up my computer. It's disgusting. It's uh, sadomasochistic as always because the psychopaths are in charge and they're generally into sadomasochism big time. It's part of the psychopathic personality types that run. They try, the to te te teach us, they try to teach us to follow in their footsteps because it gives them pleasure. Psychopaths who create a system, and this is a psychopathic system led by psychopaths, always give you a psychopathic culture to follow. Oh my God! This is getting this is getting so sick. Now um, we need to talk about life in the city today. You know, uh, now Alan, I do, I do believe in a higher power, a universal spirit that that's above the elite's control. That's even above them, far above There's something them. above the elite. But I wouldn't say it was a universal spirit. To be honest with you, yeah, uh, I, 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 I don't know. fall for the, the universal consciousness because it's again pushed by the transhumanist big time. They, they use these, these terms in, in their, their lectures. You know? uh, well, I was going to continue on and say that, uh, and I'm living in Portland, yeah. and I don't have a lot of money, and I'm doing what I can do with the means that I have. Mm -hmm. And I have front row seats to whatever's going to happen in my backyard. And Alan, I'm not in the country. I see a lot. 
I walk to work and I walk home and I see a lot. I see what it's like in the bars, people's, you know, attitudes. I also get to see the Homeland Security choppers fly over my house now on a regular basis and watch people around me not even know that it's actually taking place. And so my question for you is, in you know, the last 20 minutes that we have, life in the city, you know, it's very clear to me that we've been pushed into this predicament and we don't want to be here. We don't want to be in the city, and we don't want to feel like we have to drive to work to earn our little credits on the computer screen, our bank accounts, so that gives us the food that we eat, that we put in our bodies so we stay alive. Yeah. So why do you think we've been pushed in the city in light of uh, all this talk about, oh, uh, depopulation? Mm -hmm. It's the Agenda 21, the agenda for the 21st century put out by the United Nations with a world of habitat cities, super cities, they call them where you'd just be eventually, through the, after the time of chaos, there'll be no private property, rental only, and a system of credits, no private um, uh, vehicles at all allowed. This is the United Nations now. It's in their own charter for the, for the Agenda 21. People should look it up for themselves. And when you're in a city, you're much easier to control. They want to bring the population down gradually, 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 but all in one place where they keep an eye on you and manage it. Now, Portland, Oregon, uh, is, is one of the, the U.S.'s main uh, prime U.N.-type cities is approved by the United Nations as a habitat city. It's used as an example, in fact, for, for the greening projects and for the bicycling projects. You can have bikes, apparently, that are racks attached to the buses there so you can your bikes on them. Uh, this whole movement to, to get you off of the vehicles, they don't want any private vehicles in the new system. And the first thing any totalitarian system, including the Soviet or Nazi, did is restrict freedom of travel. And so you get them into the cities, and this system is coming through after 2012 or so. You'll, you'll need passports to get out of your own area, and a damn, a damn good reason for going. It'll have to be business or something, but no personal reasons will be involved. That's what they're bringing uh, about to you with the habitat areas. They want to bring the populations down within those areas once they're completely set up. And the move is on now to get them out of the rural areas. Uh, Canada's announced in, in Ontario, here where I live, they're going to triple the, the taxation for property in all rural areas uh, at the end of this year to try to start to encourage us all to migrate to the cities. Yeah. All right, I'm back, everybody. Alan, are you still there? Yes. Mm -hmm. All right, sorry about that. We had a brief dropout. Um, all right, what I want to say was that, you know, I'm very concerned about what's taking place with China and Russia as well. Most of us now know about this whole depopulation agenda. It's nothing new. Uh, mm -hmm. Like the old saying, nothing new under the sun. And you've been talking about it, and you went really in detail the other day with Alex. So now... I'm here in Portland, and I'm in a big city, and a lot of people are coming here because they can't afford to live anywhere else. But I'm also seeing the Chinese military police state uh, and their um, presence in the world growing by design. What is your take on this growing beast that, uh, to, to me, seems to be groomed, brushed, brought up? Well, with the, at the Royal Institute of International Affairs, which runs the Council on Foreign Relations, the guys who drafted up the unification of the Americas for America, that's, that was on national television in Canada, the Royal Institute of International Affairs in their own writings years ago said that eventually when America is exhausted by being the policeman of the world, China is to be the superpower that will take over. 
that's that's the reason they built China up in the first place. China didn't build itself up. The West built it up through the GATT Treaty and brought all the factories from the West to China. We paid for it. The taxpayers paid for them moving, by the way. All right. Uh, do you think there's a possibility in the future that we're going to have to deal with, uh, you know, there's a lot of people talking about martial law scenarios. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people talking about food riots. You know what there's not a lot of people talking about, Alan? Yeah. A day where we're going to have to fight tooth and nail to protect our women from being taken out of the country. And this is something that I hope never happens. But the way things are progressing, if we're invaded, whether it be manufactured or not, and they stage some type of a war, you know, uh, I see these bastards setting up camps, especially for women, to export them out of the country along the coastline. Now, this seems crazy, but I'm looking at everything in the world that I've seen in other countries, and if they're planning this for our country, because we have so many women that have no idea what's taking place, and we have so many men that have been demasculated, uh, it seems to me that if I were them, and as sick as them, this would be a really easy way to grab a bunch of flesh and export it out for sale. Well, they know this will happen, as you say, through, through uh, just watching the last 50 years or so. Look what happened in the Soviet Union when it, felt, when it didn't fall apart and moved on to the next phase. Um, you, you find the majority of women in Czechoslovakia and those countries are literally in these marriage agencies that are trying to get men abroad to get out of the country uh, where, where they can live better and, and have good food and all the rest of it and have a future and they leave all their men behind them. You have country after country that used to be the Sovietized countries it, it's primarily men who are left behind. That's to happen in the U.S. eventually. Jack Zatali wrote about the next boat people being U.S. citizens leaving their country looking for work abroad. My friend went to Frankfurt, Germany back in the 90s. Yeah, he liked being that sick experience. He went to the red light district. There are 14-year-old girls there. You look at them behind glass. All you got to do is point at one and pick one. And this is the, the world of liberation? Uh-huh. Yeah. Great host, great topics, brief speech at its best. This is We the People Radio Network. Moving into overdrive, my friends, the future is here. All right, we're talking with Alan Watt, CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. Again, the clock's literally uh, caught up with us. We'll be out of here in about 10 minutes flat. Alan, before we get too carried away here in our conclusion, go ahead and give my audience your um, uh, show schedule for when you um, uh, have your program on and where they can listen to it. Yeah, they can listen to RBN. The, my, my show is called uh, Cutting Through the Matrix. And they can find it at cuttingthroughthematrix.com website. Uh, just, I'm on at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And uh, there's, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of previous talks for free download on the website, cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And they can go over that. I fill a lot of this history of this whole new order. And uh, I talk about the, the big think tanks who plan different aspects of it. There's nothing in this society, nothing. But they, they didn't plan and give to us nothing at all. Nothing new under the sun. Now, in a moment, I want, if you can, by memory, because you've read a lot of books and you've done a lot of research, and a lot of people haven't done that, and that's where some of this info comes from, reading their own books, reading their own documents, their own memoirs. So if you can give us kind of like a, a top recommendations 
uh, for books in a moment, that would be great. But for now, in the last couple of minutes we have, how do you view solutions? Or how do you view how, you know, uh, a clear-headed man, a clear-headed woman should live life for that matter? Now, we may disagree on the idea of spirit and universal consciousness. That aside, Alan, how do you view solutions and how to live? The solutions are simple, really, and they're eternal. Because an individual has to go through life and try and hurt no one. Very, very simple. And also, and the Masons are quite right with this, because they got this from much, much older religion and belief in philosophy and observation over thousands of years. For every action that you cause out there, there's an unequal and opposite reaction. There's no such thing as a free ride or doing what you want. Now, the black side, as they call it, says that they say, do what thou wilt is the whole of the law, according to Alastair Crowley. And that's not true, because there's repercussions that affect yourself and everyone else for everything that you do. And right, like who dance want... with the beast, dance with the beast, dance with the devil, do whatever makes you feel good in your body, because that's good, that's natural, that, that's what they say. Yes, and if you look at the consequences of, uh, of having it all, doing what you want. Well, they don't tell you when they promote massive promiscuity that they said they'd have to do to break up bonding between male and female. Uh, they don't tell you about the massive venereal diseases out there that are now called social diseases. Sounds much better. And uh, what happens to the person because of them or even the latest report on HIV is now 40% higher than they thought it was, etc., etc. They don't tell you about the, the, the drug um, addicted babies that are born from crack mothers uh, and the alcoholism with, with, the, with the fetal alcoholist uh, syndrome that they have. They don't show you all the dark side of the outcome. For everything that you do, there's cause and effect. And there's no such thing as doing all that you want to do. You will personally suffer, and so will other people around you. And including doing nothing about evil. I always make people want to get to this this new age world where everything is just wonderful. What makes them think it's so wonderful for this good? If they won't fight evil here, where will you fight it? Why should you get to go anywhere else if you can't fight it here? This is the battleground where anything to do with spirit and matter takes place. It takes place in the world of matter. And it's up to you to, to, to decide what your destiny is going to be by what you do here personally. Yeah, um, and we don't have a lot of time left, Alan. I I think we're on the you know I, I I'm like I got to get this guy on. I got to get this guy on and that guy on because there's not a lot of time left. And I got to start writing. I got to start thinking more and really expressing how I feel and what I'm seeing. And that's you know I'm going to the realm of subliminals, Alan, because I feel like I'm starting to see them in a way that I wasn't seeing them. I mean I knew about them, you know, and I read about them and I've seen them, but now Alan I feel them. I mean, all around me, all these yeah. different lies and deceptions. I mean, uh, people are going to have to find a source of strength in the days ahead, soon. They, they will. There's no doubt about it. I mean, they are using technocratic warfare on the public. Zygmunt Brzezinski, a top man, advisory presidents, they worked with the NSA. He wrote in his own book, Between Two Ages, and that people should try and get a copy or at least get that chapter. It's called The Technotronic Era written in the 1970s, where he said a technique, he's talking about electronic um, equipment type techniques like harp technology, ELF frequencies, will be used on whole continents to alter the thought processes and the emotions of entire populations. 
and they won't even know how they arrive at their opinions. Well, that's being used today through the HARP technologies along with the battery arrays of microwave transmitters. This is all part of the technotronic warfare that he and others have talked about. It's being used. I've cited, I've cited that exact book, but I don't actually have it in my uh, possession. Hey, Alan, any other books that you want to go ahead and plug and mention uh, as far as must-reads for anyone seeking truth uh, and knowledge? Read is the, a must-read is uh, Professor Carol Quigley's books, uh, Tragedy and Hope and the Anglo-American establishment. He gives, he fills in through the history for the last few hundred years the organization, the parallel government that's been running and planning this world. He worked for the society, he was its historian, and he fills in all the little gaps and tells you the whys, not just the dates, but the whys and the geopolitical strategies, including the creation of a new system, a new order of the world. It's all in his books. Do you have an opinion on ancient Samaria and some of the translations of the texts that go contrary to what our culture has taught us about uh, the nature of existence and basically where the human species came from? Yeah, well, okay, this falls back on what I said before with MI5, and I'm not kidding, they do have a department that creates this type of thing. This is my opinion on Sitchin, that's who you're referring to. And many people who have come up after that have built their whole thing on the foundations of Sitchin. And the foundations of Sitchin are entirely faulty to begin with, so any tower that's built on it is going to fall over eventually. That's why I've been so heavily attacked by some people who use it. Sitchin has his own translation. No one else can understand it. Now, you can go in and learn Sumerian. It's quite simple to learn. I did the same thing to find out. And Sitchin literally altered everything to suit his pre-existing theories. And uh, it was all also to make you believe, and here's the psychological warfare part of it. If you believe there were be beings here that made you as an inferior type to be a slave, you're already conquered. That was part of the purpose of it. He talks about uh, Anunnaki and all the rest of it. He doesn't tell you these were just nature spirits the sky and the earth, etc. The same old story the Egyptians had, the same stuff that came from Hinduism, all the old spirit gods mating in the air. He puts them into real beings that came from out there in space. This was a very well-spun story, and he's been well, very well-funded to put out his 12 uh, books over the years because that was part of the strategy that fits right in with the New Age movement of total confusion. In the last three minutes that we have here, real quick on this question, do you think there's going to be a manufactured third world war involving China, Russia, and the U.S., uh, maybe with a scenario of uh, the U.S. being invaded? I don't think it will happen that way. I think it will be done through uh, using the HARP technologies, earthquakes, famines, etc. That's what they've said from the Department of Defense in Britain, the 30 years war, or, or strife, war really by the people rioting, they claim, and the police from, uh, or the cops, and the military from China and elsewhere will be brought in. Uh, you remember Kissinger said that at the, at the speech in California about 20 years ago. This is one day that the American public will welcome foreign troops coming in here under the right circumstances. Well, what he's referring to is the disasters they can do by weather warfare. People should look into the United Nations Treaty on Weather Warfare. I think it was 1978 they signed it. They can cause earthquakes, massive flooding, uh, massive droughts, whatever they wish through uh, HARP technologies, technologies alone, and all 
all the stuff that they can do with that alone is in their treaty, United Nations Treaty. They're going to use all this, blame the public, make us believe that we've caused a problem and that we will allow ourselves to be ushered into the new system. That's the whole point of it. Alan, I've been doing this show a couple of years, as you know, and it hasn't been until now that so many different emails and comments and MySpace messages have literally been flooding in as a result of this interview we've done tonight. So I want to thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure. One very last question. We have about a minute left. Again, Alan, we're going to talk again. Um, last question. We don't have a lot of time, about a minute left. But what do you think is going to happen real soon? Or do you have any predictions along those lines? I, my fear, apart from the, the fact that they are using weather warfare, and they have been steadily for the last at least 10 years, I, my fear is they'll use pandemics to control the public even further and bring the populations down gradually. I'm believing the same thing as well. I, I live here in Portland, and I saw Top Off 4 take place in the, uh, the quarantine training that they did at a uh, high school, uh, David Douglas High School in uh, southeast Portland, and uh, I understand exactly why they did that drill. All right, yep. Alan, I want to thank you for coming on. It's just been a pleasure. Yep. All right, Alan Watt, coming to thematrix.com. You can listen to him on the Republic Broadcasting Network or on one of the other shows that he uh, uh, is a regular guest on, the Alex Jones Show, many other shows. I think he might have been on Coast to Coast years ago. Anyway, in the meantime, my website is alexansory.com. website of the station is wtprn.com. had a great time talking with all of you tonight. Listen next week at 8 o'clock Pacific time in the evening. We'll see you then.